Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. Welcome to this episode of Halos in the Infield. Make sure to give us a five-star review. Make sure to tell all your friends. Make sure to share this and follow us on all of our social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to Halos in the Infield. My name is Fernando. I am joined here by... What is up, you pieces of trash? It is Courtney, the IE Halo. Is that what we're calling me? The trash Halo? <laughs> you, you can call yourself whatever you want. That's fine. Trash Halo. Hey, 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 where's the Summer Fridays? I know. I, I got rid of my Summer. I ran out. I have to buy a new one tomorrow. <laughs> that's, is that's, what is that, CarMax? It's Carmex. It's just oh, uh, no free ads. No uh, free ads. That's no Carmex. <laughs> I'm more of a Blistex guy anyway. Summer Fridays. I'm still waiting. It's fine. By um, the way, I reached out like about. I looked if they have like an affiliate program. They don't. I looked. Trying. I tried. I tried to get it for them. Damn it. That's all right. It's I might fine. get a shoe deal though. Or I'm close. I'm close to getting a shoe deal. That's <laughs> life goal of mine, along with being on a billboard. Anyway, guys, welcome. Halo's in the infield. It's just Courtney and I today. Todd had to work because, you know, I, I guess he needs money or something like that. I don't know. His feet pick business wasn't going very well. He was trying to model hats. It just, it's not working too well for him, but uh, here's hoping it does. <laughs> yeah, I think Feet Finder wasn't really working out too well. So, Ooh, uh, feet. <laughs> yeah, there was that. I think he was, you know, I think we still have the bet with the thong. I don't know. So he just well, he doesn't have to worry about getting a banana put in his butt. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, oh. if the Angels win the World Series, he had to put a nanner in his butt. And uh, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, <laughs> at this point, I'd be willing to be like, if we make the playoffs, he has to do it because that's not happening probably either. Yeah, I think we are too far gone from that as well, uh, which we will get into later. Um, but we miss Todd and he's going to listen to this later and be like, what the hell? I leave these two alone for five minutes and this is what's happening. Yeah, one star review. <laughs> but first of all, shout out to our sponsor. Always thinking, thankful for our sponsor, 714 Tickets, where you can buy today and go tonight. Um, yeah, what if you don't our... want a banana in your butthole, don't yeah. pay those fees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay those fees. If you do want a banana in your butt, I'll go to game time or something like that. Oh, <laughs> oh this is not. <laughs> yeah, you should probably put a disclaimer before this episode. Oh, this is not suitable for children. No, it is not. This already went off the rails. Uh, but we are <laughs> thankful for sponsor 714 Tickets and Noble Ale Brewery. Thank you to both, as always. Please go check them both out. Uh, you can go to Noble Ale Brewery. There we go. Um, to drown your sorrows after every Angel game, you know, especially after this sweep that we just suffered from the Padres. So there's that. Yeah, and I don't really know if there's much to talk about with that series. You and I kind of already alluded to that before we hit record. What's there to talk about? It was a bad series. The team looked flat. The offense had a chance, game three, but it was, you know, bad defense that kind of cost us the game. But really, the biggest game to talk about was game two, where Trout, Rendon, and Otani all got injured within 12 hours. Yes. Um, it was probably the worst, and I'll just give it 24 hours, uh, the worst 24 hours of the organization this year, and I would actually say the past couple of years as a whole. Um, Trout went down with his fractured hammock. Um, then 
Otani went down with his blister and then Rendon went down with his uh, the foul ball off the shin. Uh, I don't think we have an expected timeline for him to return at the moment. Off his knee. Oh, off his knee, even better. Um, it's not like he was using it because he's always on his knees blowing games. Um, so there's that. Oh. I said it, I meant it. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't think we have an expected return for Rendon, of course, because we all know a 10-day IL stunt means almost 60. Um, 22 weeks. Yes. Otani was still batting, I believe, and he was batting in game three. So I think the blister is just more affecting him pitching-wise. I just find it very... uh, I don't know. I think the irony of it is that all of a sudden he had a blister after he gave up two back-to-back home runs. So there is that. Definitely not trying to say that he does or doesn't have a blister, but all of a sudden he had a blister after he got absolutely raked. Um, so there's that. Same thing happened after the Red Sox game uh, in like his rookie season. Got lit up like a firework. Yeah, like I don't. Know. I do. Do you think it's? Do you honestly think? And again, I'm not. I'm definitely not trying to knock Otani. Do we say that to maybe give him a pass from his all holy unicornness? Like, oh well, he gave up the two home runs because of his blister. You know, like do, is that why we you know do things like that? Because I know we already pushed back his start, I believe, because of the blister in the first place. Um, So now it just seems he was honestly fine. Definitely not his greatest game. I think he did have a couple wild pitches in there. Thankfully, nobody was on base. Um, But, you know, are we covering up for Otani in certain aspects still? I mean, maybe. But, I mean, what's the benefit of doing that? That's my question. That is true. What I mean, is the benefit? Yeah, like they're really, hypothetically speaking, there is no benefit. I don't see a benefit if we do do or don't cover up for Otani. Um, I think we all, almost everybody puts Otani on this pedestal because of how great he is. And, and he we, is great. Yeah, and we've always said he's great. You know, um, has he had a couple of instances where maybe we were concerned? Maybe he was in a slight slump? Yes, of course, everybody does. Um, I just always think that it's very weird and I'll go ahead and compare it to LeBron James when the Lakers you know lost in the playoffs and all of a sudden they're like oh well LeBron James has been playing with a you know whatever he tore or fractured or you know his injury this whole time and I'm just like so that's why you guys lost like I don't know I guess maybe I perceive it differently and the way the media perceives it differently um it's like oh so we're expecting you to suck or this is the reason why you gave up these home runs or lost in the playoffs because of your injury not just because you shit the bed those you know two innings or those couple of batters or whatever yeah I don't really know what the whole thing is with like this Shohei Otani situation what I will say is that it's only getting more and more intriguing by the state in which the organization is currently at yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I mean, I know in a, a lot of ways we have always catered to Otani. You know, I think we've moved the rotation around a couple of different times, um, you know, to fit to Otani's schedule or what he needs or doesn't need. Um, and not to say that he's not deserving of it, um, but we have a whole other four pitchers in our rotation. Um, and not to not to say Sandoval, which is my guy, my husband, as most of us know this season, who is shitting the bed. Um, but if we, you know, again, with our amazing stat cast that has been, I don't know, a blessing in disguise in some in some ways, if we know that Sandoval does not do well in day games, why keep continuing to throw him in day games? Um, you know, and at first for a couple of weeks there, it looked like Sandoval was actually our number one and then Otani was two. And I think that was because of the Boston rain delay that happened um, to where things got disheveled there for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden it flipped back. Um, So I think in a way, this organization has really catered around two people, Otani and Trout. Um, And hypothetically speaking, sometimes even three, if we include Rendon. 
what's the cutoff? What, when do we stop? When do we stop catering? When do we stop looking at these three guys to answer all of our hopes, dreams, and prayers? <laughs> well, and the tough part is you pay these guys to answer your hopes, dreams, and prayers. That's the, the unfortunate thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. those three guys combined are making over a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's, you know, more than half your payroll or yeah. about half your payroll. Yes. I believe it was the graphic that came out. Um, if it wasn't yesterday, I know it was sometime during this Padre series um, where just those top three alone, because they were including Otani's blister as him being on the IL hypothetically uh, 47.7% of our payroll between those three, between Trout, Rendon and Otani on the IL or injured. Yeah, and really the frustrating one for me is Rendon. That's the name that keeps coming up. Okay, let me ask you, why do people continue to cover up for him? I honestly can't. I definitely cannot speak for the general public. I know I, I've, excuse me, I've always had my own personal feelings about this man. Yeah. Um, but I think we've all, I think we can all say that we expected nationals world series rendon um and that's what you paid him for that's what you paid him for that's exactly we paid him out right after that yeah. um i think for 2020 so the following year was the covid year so of course i think everything was thrown off so a lot of people still even now um i'll still hear a few grumbles about oh well 2020 doesn't count and it's just like, well, you know, we still played 60 games, I think, or how many ever games we, you know, everybody played. Um, that's 60. Yeah. Like that's still not an excuse, at least not to me personally. Um, but I think uh, personally, I just think people, they see World Series Rendon and that's potentially it. They want him, they want him to be that. And I think it's giving him every opportunity to be that it's like the toxic boyfriend that you keep going back to because you don't know anything else i mean when's the <laughs> last time when's the last time that we had a solid third baseman that that we can remember that because i know me and you are the same age so i lost okay oh that's a very long time ago David um, you know escobar jesus christ <laughs> Okay, my point exactly. <laughs> but there is, I think we just we just have this hope. He's gonna change. He's gonna change it one day. This is a series, you know, this is the year. This is this. Like I said, that bad boyfriend, he's gonna change for me. He's gonna do it for me. He's gonna do it for the angels. And he's never going to. Bad news, sweetheart. He's not changing, I promise you. <laughs> well, okay. So here's where I am on the Anthony Rendon thing. You know, I continuously talk crap about him because, uh, you know, people have to hold him accountable. This guy gets paid. This guy is willingly in the spotlight. This guy chose to have a job in which he is constantly under the microscope. And, you know, that's a conscious decision he made. Yes. People need to stop feeling bad for him. Okay. Mm -hmm. People need to stop defending him. Okay. Nobody's forcing him to be a professional athlete. If he wants to spend time with his daughters and be healthy for his daughters, like he claims, cool, bro, retire. That's yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. Here's the thing. In baseball, it's guaranteed money. And yeah. when you're paid as much as Anthony Rendon is, which is $38 million a year, your job's safe. The Angels can't eat $38 million for the next three years. $38 million for a single season? Okay, we've seen them do that or at least close with the Pujols contract and Upton, you know, 20 something million for Upton. And then what was it? 30 million for, for Pujols, something like that. So, but there's no way they're going to eat what? $112 million. No, for three yeah. years. They're not going to do that. So Rendon's job safe. He's got nothing to worry about. He's here. Okay. So for those of you guys who don't know, for some reason, my background originally before pest control was as an animal trainer at SeaWorld. If you want to see a dog eat dog world, look at the world of animal training. In animal training, if you hurt your knee, you sprain your ankle. Even in the older days, when like the whale killer whale trainers would get in the water with the whales during the shows and they got injured, guess what? There's no take a there's no take a show off. 
There's no take it easy. Because in that industry, it is so competitive. And in that industry, SeaWorld is the, the cream of the crop. That's where people strive to get to, just like in the major leagues. That's the best league in the world for baseball. That's where people want to be. But because it's guaranteed money, when you make that Rendon money, the Trout money, the Pujols money, whatever, you know, you insert big name here, your job's pretty safe because you make so much money. When you're Jared Walsh, when you're, you know, Logan Ohapi, when you're Zach Nano, these guys who are good players, potential players, we've seen them have good years, but like, you know, now they're hurt or now they're not as good as they used to be, like Walsh. Or, you know, let's just say Neto regresses for the next two years and they're like, eh, we don't believe this guy anymore. Since you're making league minimum, they throw you to the side. Who cares? But when you're making Rendell money, they, they can't replace you because you get paid so much. And it's guaranteed money. You're going to get paid either way. And like I was saying, with animal training, something like that, it's so dog-eat-dog that if you're hurt, welcome to the real world, bitch. <laughs> That's life. You don't want to work through an injury? The next person's going to replace you. No problem. Rendon's job's safe. I'm not saying that he purposely gets hurt. Of course not. I'm not going to say that maybe he doesn't downplay an injury here and there. I mean, okay, I I'm sure there's some players who have done that before. It's not just Rendon, right? There's got to be a some other people who are like, eh, I don't want to fly out this series. I'm still a little hurt. I'll wait till we're, we're, we're back in three days. Okay. That, that I'm sure that's the case with a lot of athletes, not just Rendon. All I'm saying is at some point, people can't continue to give this guy a free pass. Yes, I think, and just to piggyback off of that, and I, I guess I will use my personal experience. Um, I played, played junior college softball as well as division one softball. I, just between those two, and really just college as a whole, if you are playing on scholarship, and even if you play as a walk-on, you are basically playing for your education. And in this sense, it would be your paycheck. If you are not playing, you know, your, your scholarship is a year-to-year -year basis for some of you that do not know. So when you see these signings, these high school signings, oh, you know, so-and-so signed to Alabama, quarterback signed to Alabama, you know, whatever it is, those scholarships are a year-to-year -year basis because they are basing it off of your performance, both on the field and off with your books. Or sometimes you get hurt the way I did, so I was cut and I had to work my way back. So, of course, with my injury, you, you can't work through that. You cannot work through a torn ACL. <laughs> There's no way. If you have, I applaud you. That is not the proper way to do it. I had to go through the surgical repair. I was cut from my D1 school, had to drop down to a junior college, then we'll go back. But there were many times, me as well as my teammates, played through so many injuries. My third baseman played with a jam finger. Um... I had my first baseman was playing with a, a tight and sore quad. Um, you know, my pitcher threw so many games with her shoulder damn near falling off. Um, you know, but in that sense, we were playing for a scholarship. We are playing for our education. And we were like workhorses because that includes all the two-a-days that we are doing in the fall. That includes the practices that we still have in the spring um this includes all of that not to say that we didn't have a training staff helping us you know of course we were still icing we were still trying to get our warm-ups done you know before we went out to practice I just feel like these guys are babies these million dollar men are babies when it comes to stuff and I think the one thing that I remember the most about being a child a young girl watching the MLB was Cal Ripken playing so many games in a row and you really mean to tell me that man never got hurt no I know he did I know he probably played through some injuries was it against his coaching or against staff maybe it was but that's how much he loved the game you know for whatever his personal motivation was he was out there every game I feel like we will never see that ever again we will never see that no. type of stat or record ever again never um, yeah that's an unbeatable record for sure 
Yeah. So I think, I honestly think Rendon, and now I'm even including Trout in this conversation, take MLB baseball for granted, whether it's the guaranteed money, whether it's the time that they're spending on the field, whether it's they don't appreciate the fan base. I really don't know what it is anymore. Um, as an Angels fan, I am highly disappointed in Trout. Um, and I know we've talked off air about this in, in our group chat, and I will say it here now because I'm ready to argue. I feel like when it came to some of the veteran players that were still in the league, like Yachty, Wainwright, who is still throwing. I remember young players in the Cardinals organization that were so excited for spring training because they got to have the opportunity to train, talk their ear off, you know, to these veteran players. They said, and I can't remember who it is right now, but I know one player in particular, he said that he couldn't wait to talk to Yachty. He was trying to find him one morning at team breakfast. He could not find him because he was already working out. He already had his own personal workout. I I have never heard Trout talk about any of these extra time, extra anything that he's put in. And if he has, and maybe I'm just not recollecting it at this point, please correct me. But me right now in this moment, I have never heard of any player saying, oh yeah, I see Mike Trout in the hour in the cages for hours after he goes 0 for 4. There was a clip that actually just was going viral, I think a week ago, maybe even two weeks ago. Somebody went 0 for 4, I believe. I can't even think of it, but they went 0 for 4 and they were out there on the tee, on the field after the game. You will never see an Angels, Angels player do that. And well, I, I bet money. One of the names that comes to mind immediately is Tony Gwynn. Yes. Tony Gwynn was notorious for hitting off a tee mm -hmm. and would do it for hours. He would work on the technique. If he was struggling on a specific pitch, he would move his tee to that area and would just, you know, focus on driving the ball. Like, okay, well, I can't hit the ball down and in right now. Let's take some down and in and take it over the shortstop's head, right? He was notorious for always hitting the 5.5 hole. That was his thing. Yeah. Guy was a workhorse. Guy was, you know, he'd review his swing through video. He would, like I already said, work on a tee. And that was just a different time for baseball. That's when the pure hitter existed in Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, I'm afraid that the days of the pure hitter have almost diminished. You know, we'll always have a couple of pure hitters in baseball. But the list of pure hitters from now on is going to be significantly shorter than the list of, you know, machismo hitters, the, the the big guys, the guys who just want to put it over the fence. They want to earn the paycheck. Chicks, chicks dig the long ball, right? And that's the thing with Mike Trout. We we have our inside sources. We've heard from multiple people. Hey, man, Trout doesn't pick up a bat at all during the offseason. He picks it up about two or three weeks before, and that's, that's what he does. He enjoys his offseason. You know, and, and at some point, father time is undefeated. At some point, pure talent isn't enough. It's gotten Trout this hard, this far, but maybe it is starting to catch up with him. You know, Trout's one of the best hitters we've ever seen. Imagine if he continuously put in the work during the offseason. Not to say he doesn't put in any work. I'm sure he does something. You know, he's a very personal person. But during the, you know, before games, what do you see him doing? Playing Fortnite chills in the clubhouse and that he's entitled to that but that stuff eventually catches up to you so i i'm hoping for his sake he can get healthy because that's a guy who has given this organization a lot to the point where he's earned my respect like no other angels earn my respect he's been here through thick and thin he chose to stay here whatever it was for the money because he likes it here he likes already whatever the case is. He chose to stay here. He loves the fans, whatever. Either way, he chose Anaheim. We could forever tell people on the East Coast, even if he gets traded one day, because that's what he chooses to do. Well, he chose to be an Indian. We always have that over the East Coasters. The East Coast sucks. Go live somewhere else because it sucks then. <laughs> that's true. I don't like the East Coast. It's disgusting. It is. You would know, yes. Um, yeah. So, no one complains like people from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with all this, with the sweep, with the injuries, 
Uh, going into the All-Star break, I think we are now only, what, one game above 500? I think uh, Ton mentioned in a live. Um, I think Seattle is actually coming up right, right on our coattails. Um, do we, what, what do we even do? What, what do we do now as an organization with the trade deadline coming up? Um, do we, do we forego this big money? Do we forego our hopes and dreams of having Otani, of Trout, Rendon being angels forever? What, what in your head is going to, and I'm not even going to say get us to the playoffs this year because I will personally, I personally think playoffs this year is already out of the question. Uh, what gets this organization right? What what is the next move to make this organization somewhat whole again, piecing it back together? What would you like? Okay. <clears throat> Let me simply say, I'm tired. I am tired of covering a not even a losing team. We've been doing that for three years, part for the course. Part for the course. And let's be honest, okay. And I'm sure our listeners know this. Our ratings are significantly higher when our team's losing. <laughs> People tune in to listen to Todd Yell, okay? It's like mad money. Like, is that what it was called? Mad TV. It was called Mad TV. Sorry. Yeah. That like old dude who would yell whenever the stock market was crashing. Whatever. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares when the, when the stock when times are good. <laughs> no, never. Not with this team. Not yeah. with this network. <laughs> it's the same thing with with the Angels fans. Only when we're losing do people care what, you know, we or Todd has to say. So I'm tired of supporting, cheering, and honestly being in love with an organization who A, doesn't love us back, and B, doesn't have a sense of direction. It's over. We're cooked. It's done. The time of retooling is far gone, guys. It's over. Let's stop pretending. Fuck it. Tear it down. I've been saying it for a better part of like a year now. My words are there forever. Listen to some old episodes. We're cooked. It's done. Trade Otani. Trade Trout. Anybody who has any shred of anything. I'm an Angels fan. I'm going to be here. I committed to this podcast three years ago. I'm not going anywhere. Tear it down. At least if we do that, I'll know. You know what? It's going to suck for three or four years. But one day, just maybe one day, Zach Neto, Ben Joyce, Sam Bachman, and Kai Bush are going to lead us to the playoffs. Because this isn't working. It hasn't worked. What good does Mike Trout do for us at this point? What good has Mike Trout done for us? That's coming from a Mike Trout stand. Go look at my closet. I have so many Mike Trout shirts. I have a Mike Trout jersey in every color. Fuck, I have a Rendon jersey. I have an Otani jersey that I'm, that you know, hey, whatever, stick an L on it. I have two. I have so much angel shit. That's like the bulk of my closet. And I'm willing to turn all that into pajama shirts because you know what? I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of this team that has no direction. So when the trade deadline comes, Courtney, you know what? I hope we tear it down because it's not working and it's not going to work. Why re-sign Otani? We're not one player away or whatever Otani is, a unicorn away. Because we haven't been for five years. And I don't think having Otani's gotten us closer in the last five years. If anything, it's gotten us farther. And it's not a shred in Otani. He's a great player. When Otani is on, I'm not even going to say he's the best baseball player on the planet. When Otani is on, he's the best athlete on this planet. Name a human being more athletic than a healthy and on Shohei Otani. Nobody else can throw 100 miles an hour. Nobody else can hit 550-foot piss missiles. At the same time, I mean, within the span of a week, within the span of two days, within the span of the same goddamn day, this guy's not human. 
So that's where I am, Courtney. Tear it down. It's over. We're cooked. God damn. Tear it down. Riot, you're going to see us tearing down Angel Stadium and then walking our happy ass down to Disneyland. Uh, it's fine. For some freaking Mickey's Fun Wheels. <laughs> um, or going yeah. to Trader Sam's and getting sloshed for like $40. I don't know what they put in their alcohol, but if you want to lose your life for less than $100, go to Trader Sam's. It's over. You're dead. You're going to be dead on the floor. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be terrible. Have you um, been to Trader Sam's? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> you lose my life. I yeah, you the Trader Sam's. I remember, like, I forgot what I ordered. I took a sip of one of the drinks. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Is that you? Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm being called. I'm being called home because. You have a light. Yeah. Um, no, I. <laughs> that's sad. I completely agree with you. Um, tear it down. I, at this point, whether it be this year, next year, I really can't even imagine the next three years to where we can't just making these we can't be making these small little commitments uh, you, of, you know, picking up a free agent, um, trading one player for another. Um, these small exchanges are not working. We need to tear it down. Um, and again, that's not to say, and I think we've all always agreed on this podcast, we are not saying that Trout sucks. We are not saying Otani sucks. Rondon is yeah, Rendon is questionable. I'm not even um, saying Otani. Or, sorry, I'm not even saying Rendon sucks. I'm just telling just, him, like, hey, I mean, you need to play through some shit. That's how this works. Yeah. He just he hasn't done anything for us personally. Um, we are we are no longer in a position where one player is just going to do it for us because if that was the case, then we would have won by now. We would have won with Trout. We would have won with Rendon. We would have won with Otani. Um, we are no longer in the position to say that I am tired of being the laughing stock of every ending season when it comes playoff time and we're not in it. Oh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani aren't in a playoff. Once again, we know. They're wasting their careers. Wasting your careers. We know. We know. We're, we're fully aware. We don't need to hear it again. Um, and then when spring training comes, you know, everybody always says, well, on paper, the Angels have the best lineup. And the, and they were even sa- even saying that when we had Upton and when we had Pujols and when we had, you know, some of our previous players. We... Yeah, Zach Kozar, you know, the list goes yeah, on. We are not good. We are not good. Um, Granted, I do think there is some coaching changes that need to be had. But overall... I think we will benefit more by trading away those three players, just those three. We will be better off in the long run as an organization. Will it hurt? Of course it will hurt. Well, I I know personally, if I ever see Trout in anything other than an angel jersey, I'll, I'll fucking cry. I love yeah. that man. He's done, he has done amazing things for this organization. He's been and, fun to watch. Yeah, personal and you know, for his own personal stats, all the catches he's made, all of it. I will be genuinely sad. I would be genuinely sad to see Otani in a different jersey. Cause yeah, I mean, it sucks to say it, but you want you almost want to be a child. Well, I had him first. We had him first, you know. But we unfortunately don't know how to use these players, and these players have not done us that well as far as trying to build this organization because if they were trying to build this organization and if people genuinely wanted to play with Otani because he is a unicorn or play with Mike Trout just because he's popular or you know whatever whatever guys say whatever it is we would have had the players by now (laughs) you know you we would have people lining up to play with the two greatest players in baseball. And we don't. We don't have that. Well, it's so, funny. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just trade away. Trade trade them away because we, we just need more pieces. We need more pieces than these three players. And these three players can go ahead and they can get us a hell of a lot more, you know, if we play our cards right. So it's funny because Todd always talks trash about LeBron James, right? 
But, you know, you see it with LeBron. You saw it with Kobe when, you know, he was around. Uh, that sounds really negative. You, you guys know what I mean. When he was, you know, he was alive. Um, it's not funny. Uh, but, you know, you would see athletes go out of their way to play with those guys. Mm-hmm. People would take drastic pay cuts to play with Kobe. People would take drastic pay cuts to be on a potential championship team with LeBron James. They were able to plug these holes with veterans who were maybe ring chasing, but you know, that's the nature of the business. That's just how sports work. People ring chase all the time. So I I'll never fault someone for ring chasing, except for Kevin Durant when he went to the Warriors. That was a bit much. But um my point is, you know, people want to play with certain guys. Where's the guys taking the pay cuts to come here? And, you know, maybe those phone calls aren't being made because, I mean, you know, if you're, you know, Mookie Betts, hypothetically, and the Angels don't reach out to you and you're a free agent, I mean, you know, you can't go to the Angels then. They didn't reach out to you. So I get it. I get it. There has to be mutual interest on both sides. But at the end of the day, like the only time I remember hearing an aging veteran who still had something in the tank wanting to come here was in 2017 when the Angels were a couple games out and they traded for Justin Upton. Justin Upton came here. And then they traded for Brandon Phillips, who was on the Reds at the time. And he waived his no-trade clause because Mike Trout formally called him and said, hey, you need to come to Anaheim. We need you. And Brandon Phillips waived his no-trade clause because he wanted to be here in Anaheim. What other instance can we think of of somebody wanting to come to Anaheim for you know a playoff push and maybe Brandon Drury in the beginning of the season some people are going to say that okay yeah he grew up an Angels fan wanted to be here okay cool okay great you know Brett Phillips wanted to be an Angel well, he was the only the Angels were the only team that offered him a major league contract so that doesn't really count you know and I'm sure there's instances from people we don't hear about because you know our media doesn't always push the narrative with those type of questions and that's fine but the point is I don't know a giant laundry list of people who have wanted to come here. I think there's a multitude of reasons as to why. But um, honestly, I think the front office is one of the biggest things. Artie is the problem. He's a dirtbag. He's a bad person. Yeah, and I think, and that was really kind of going to be my next question and kind of talking point is when, when do we tear down the front office? When can we burn the gates down at Artie Moreno's house? um when can we <laughs> you know um because i re- i remember i distinctly remember when Artie first said that he was going to sell the team and there was potential buyers we had a lot of veterans a lot of previous angels come back and say that they were ready and willing to come back for the organization whether that crew rod crew um GA because I I can't imagine GA likes being a broadcaster that much he always looks like he hated himself uh, sitting out there under those hats um you know and I think there is I think there's a genuine reason why some of our previous angels do not come back to Angel Stadium currently um and I think Artie Moreno has a lot to do with it um and when so when do we get them out when do when do we rebel like the A's, are we ever going to get to that point? Because I think, I think Angels fans are scared. I think we, and we've actually been called negative even just today, um, at the time of this broadcast. We, yeah, yeah. Um, we've, (laughs) we've been called, you know, at least to my knowledge, one of the most negative podcasts that cover Angels baseball. And I don't, we're not negative, we're realist. There's a difference. Um, yeah, I love this team. You love this team. Todd loves this team. Up and down. Our staff loves this team. We don't lose thousands of dollars. Cohesively, we've probably lost ten to $15,000 as a group. We are yes. so in the red. Well, they have sponsors. They sold thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. Great. You yeah. know how in the red we are? facts like we we do this because we love this team and you know and this is our our venting this is our mental health um (laughs) whatever you want to call it but I think for some reason I don't know if it's Roger Lodge I don't know if it's the media just throwing softball questions 
But when are us as Angels fans genuinely going to be mad? Besides us. Um, you know, when are we going to rebel like the Oakland A's and get Artie or get whoever out of there? Um, because I think our players are smart enough to know that it's nothing against them or their performances, or at least maybe they're not smart enough. Um, but there something needs to change. I don't know if it's front office, I don't know if it's players, management, all all of it, and even us as a fan base, maybe even, because I think I don't know. I think we're soft. I think Keenan Middleton had it right. We're soft as fuck. <laughs> You know, and I know that triggered a lot of people, but is he wrong? Everyone who, every time, you know, you mention Keaton Middleton, they get triggered, but it's true. We're finally at a point now where I think a lot of people are starting to wake up. Mm -hmm. I mean, Todd and I have mentioned it before. Maybe this is where you come out of the Halo Honk closet. I was a Halo Honk for a long time. I loved Roger Lodge. I loved the positivity because... There was something to be positive about. We are so far gone as an organization now. We have gotten to see Arden Moreno's true colors. Like I posted earlier the tweet about, um, you know, the recall Artie shirt. Yes. We had hundreds of likes, comments. We've had over 30,000 views on it. People from other organizations even, like other fans were like, I'd, wa I'd wear this. Hey, you know, can I get a size this, size that? We're hoping to sell them by the end of the week so or next week, so be on the lookout for that. At a good price point, we're hovering somewhere between $20 to $25. I think it'll be $20 if you pick it up local, $25 ship. So I, compared to some of the other podcasts, great price. So look out for that. But the point is, people are starting to get angry, and rightfully so. Artie Moreno is a bad human being. He is a bad person. He doesn't care about his players. He has sued his own players for literally nothing, for borrowing an image and using it for free things. He sued his players. Historically low medical budgets in the minor leagues. Not paying his stadium employees during a global pandemic. Well, he shouldn't have to do that. Well, how come a lot of other owners did? Why did Albert Pujols pay some of the Angels Stadium staff during the pandemic, but already didn't? Is it Pujols' responsibility? He's just a player. He didn't have to pay anything, but he did. Artie didn't. But instead, Artie decided to donate millions and millions of dollars to Donald Trump. Once again, I don't care that he donated money to Donald Trump. That's cool, bro. You support you. That's your politician? Great. You have the right to support Donald Trump. You, you name it. Great. Seriously, that's not my issue. My issue is the fact that you didn't take care of people who feed their families with your money to put money in your pocket. The bulk of the money from Angel Stadium doesn't come from ticket sales. Honestly, most of that goes to stadium upkeep, right? You make the bulk of your money from alcohol sales and food sales because the markup on those is insane. You're making hand over fist your profit for, you know, what? that The soda that you buy in that souvenir cup realistically costs already, because it's a souvenir cup, maybe like 60 to 80 cents. Yeah. And he's charging, what, $12? Six. And, and you pay it happily. Great, whatever. Cool, I don't want to get up for my seat again because the games are so short now. You're inclined now to buy, you know, to buy your family a little extra shit because you don't want to get up again later. You, you tell your boyfriend and, you know, uh, and, and your, your son, like, hey, I'm not getting up again. Yep. You know, shut up. You want the helmet nachos? Fuck it. Whatever. Let's, let's ride. <laughs> but the yeah. point is, this guy does not care about you. Artie has never cared about us. And he had us fooled for a while because we made the playoffs a lot when he first took this team over because he rode the coattails of Disney. And the other thing, he lowered beer prices, right? And everyone was like, this guy's a god. We love this man. And people still bring that up, defending Artie. Well, he lowered beer prices. Who cares? What does that do for us today? 
Yeah, Artie, I'll put, I'll try to break it down into perspective. Artie not paying the stadium workers during COVID. And do we sound petty about this? Maybe. But Artie not paying the stadium workers and staff their salaries, even a portion of their salaries, is like the same equivalent to you lending your friend like $300. And then you ask your friend, a couple months go by, and then you ask your friend, hey, bro, you know, when can I get that money back? And you're just like, oh, bro, I don't have it. I don't, you know, I don't got it. I don't have it right now, you know, but I'll, I'll get you back. I'll get you back as soon as I can. And then you see your friend going on trips and shit and you see them, you know, buying new things. And you're just like, bro, what is that? You know, and then the revelation comes that obviously Artie made this huge donation to Donald Trump. Again, we're not saying, we're not saying anything about the donation itself. Yeah, yeah, it's his money. Who it is. I'll say that. It's just the fact that you donated money to a, a, a different cause than what was needed at the time. I think that, and that's the equivalent. That's, you know, you you loan your friend money, they don't pay you back, but yet they're out doing fun shit. Yeah, good. that's a great analogy. Like how? So how do you have this money? Why couldn't you take care of what you needed to take care of first before you did all that? Yeah, even that's something, right? Yeah. So, and I'll equate it to that. Other than that, I think I lost all faith and respect in Artie about, rest in peace, Tyler Skaggs. Um, I, that was my my personal cutoff point. Um, it was an awful situation all the way around. Um, you know, we lost a good person, a good human being, a good pitcher. And Artie did not give a flying fuck about this man, his organization. Wow you know the fund that he had or anything like that his family um so that is when i personally lost all respect for Artie. so if you would like to come riot down at angel stadium uh we should be scheduling that within a few weeks um with our um vote Artie, vote against Artie shirts um i i support that heavily um but other than that i mean really other than not liking Artie as a whole what direction is this team even going in anymore well, the other thing I was going to say, the other, the the thing that did it for me, uh, so this was right after the Skaggs thing. Obviously, I was really like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. But what really did it over was the whole thing with Mickey Calloway. Like, we hired Mickey Calloway. He greenlit it, which, I mean, you know, I get it. It was a Joe Madden hire. But, I mean, the owner has final say, right? The owner could say no, and already has said no and yes multiple times without his GM's permission. But... Mickey Calloway, I understand the sexual allegations didn't come out until after he was hired, but when the news broke, the top headlines were worst kept secret in sports. And there was multiple people for years who have been saying it. It just hadn't become public for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So really, we didn't know the same way that you didn't know that Eric Kay was employed by the team who'd went to rehab multiple times and he was still here. The same guy was uh, Sir. Um, providing what narcotics to to tyler skaggs and multiple other people like cj crone i think was one of them i don't know i i don't want to go down that rabbit hole and list. Yeah. i don't want to go down that rabbit hole and list names because i could be wrong on that but the articles are still out there yeah you, you could still easily still find them. yeah for, but you know obviously for sure tyler skaggs was, was one of those unfortunate people uh and unfortunately because of him being a human being you know and being susceptible to addiction which in all fairness, we all are as humans. I will never judge somebody for that. Everyone has their demons. That's his. Um, he, he was put in a bad situation. And not only that, so the team employed kept employing Eric K, though, you know, he had those issues. Let's what about the Josh Hamilton thing? Josh Hamilton relapsed, right? And from my understanding, went to the organization, admitted that he had relapsed. Yes. And Artie was like, fuck it, bro. Fuck you. It's over. It's over. You're cooked. Traded him to Texas. And then Josh Hamilton made us pay the price by keep, keeping us out of the playoffs in 2015. And that's kind yes. of what sparked that curse, really. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that situation also as a whole was handled terribly. Um, just being the psychology counseling major that I am, 
um, it's very hard for somebody to openly admit, um, you know, hey, I do have an addiction or I do have this problem. Um, I want you to be aware of it because you are my employer, you are my family, you know, whatever. It's it's a very hard thing to come to a realization. Um, so I definitely applaud Hamilton for it. Unfortunately, there do come consequences. Um, but I definitely don't think what happened to him was the appropriate way of doing things in my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, Artie Moreno as a whole is a terrible fucking human being. Um, and he's a, he's a bad man. He is a bad man. Um, and I honestly believe that he is taking this team nowhere other than happily to his own personal piggy bank. Yeah, it's a business. The Angels need an owner who wants to be here, not an owner who views this just simply as an investment. And I get it. It's a business. But the investment has already been made, and he already had a chance to walk away and be hashtag winning. And <laughs> he had his opportunity, right? They, people were willing to sign a check, and he was like, I have unfinished business. So to answer your question, where are we now as an organization? That's essentially what this episode's been. Where are we as an organization? It's going to be the same shit a different day. He's not going to trade anybody. He's not going to trade Otani. Otani's most likely going to walk. And uh, if he does, what are we going to be left with? We're going to be left with a trout who is aging, and that just naturally happens. A unmotivated Anthony Rendon. Say what you want about Anthony Rendon being a good player and say what you want. Clearly, he earned his contract with the Nationals because the Angels felt he did. I will tip my cap to the dude and I'll give the devil his due. You know what? Your play back then clearly earned this money because the organization felt it did. So I'll give him that. But he's not currently earning his paycheck. <clears throat> what happens at any if you're not earning your paycheck anymore, if your company feels like you're not getting your job done, the school district's like, you know what? Courtney just isn't worth it anymore. What do they do? They fire you. They let you go. You can't do that in baseball because it's guaranteed money. So they're like, eh, do we want to let them go? Costing us $30 million for the next three years? No, of course not, because that's a lot of money. So I don't think anything's going to change. I think next year is going to be a retool. If Watani leaves, it's going to be another retool. And the year after that, will be our hopefully last year with Rendon and it'll be a real tool again. And we're going to be talking about the same shit, different year. An organization yeah, with no path forward with an unmotivated ownership group with the front office who doesn't care a front office who just viewed my Artie Moreno shirt and simply scoffed to keep going, which is fine. That's I guess what I wanted, but the point <laughs> is they don't care and they don't have to, and they never will. No, probably not. And if you have made it this far into the recording and into the video, we applaud you because this has been mine and Fernando's rant today. You guys always hear Todd. Um, it was our turn today. Um, so I think with that, I mean, other than really where this team is going, where it's not going for that matter. Um, and really, I mean, there was really nothing to cover in the Padres series. Um, I think maybe the fact that we finally brought up Adele again and I have an okay performance, I will pick out, I will pick at it and I will always pick at it. And for those of you that I can hear, I do live in San Bernardino. I think my neighbors are shooting, but there's that. Um, Dude, fireworks, hopefully. If I hope. Um, <laughs> we never know anymore. Um, I will say Joe Adele, he ended up getting the lucky double. Yeah. Because it bounced off of third base. Was it clutch in the moment? Yes, I'll give him that. Because it was actually the the go-ahead run at the time early in the game. It put us up two to one, I believe. But he still fucked up in left field because he bobbled it off the ricochet in left field. And I hate it. I hate that man as an outfielder. And I will always nitpick at it. Come at me if you want. I hate that man as an outfielder. Anyway. Other than that, um, I really don't think we have anything to cover from the Padres yeah. series. We got swept. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was awful. It was to see who was the most mid, and we still lost. So there's that. Um, now going into the All-Star break, uh, we do have this two-game uh, two, uh, 
Can, can I say one thing about the Padres series yeah. uh, since I was there on Monday? Yes. Oh, you were. Yes, you were. Please. Yeah. I do. I, I, so for starters, I went with my dad. That was my last day in California before I drove back out to Texas. Paying $115 per ticket to sit in the absolute highest row of, row of right field possible was A, horrible, and B, made it so much worse by the fair weather Padres fans that were sitting around me. Now, there was the stadium was very split. I would say, like, max, it was maybe, like, 55% Padres fans. So it was pretty close to 50-50. There was a lot of red. The red was very quiet, though, because, you know, we just we weren't you know. playing well. <laughs> there was also some Angels fans next to me who kept yelling, what time is it? Showtime. Like, that's a thing. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. For, I, I was participating anyway because, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm obnoxious at a game. <laughs> but like there was this guy next to me he's like what part of orange county are you from he's a Padres fan and i was like oh i'm from uh san diego and he was like really and i was like yeah i lived it for 20 years and he's like so why did you like the angels you know why aren't you a Padres fan?" And i was like brother i grew up in san diego Padres fans didn't exist no <laughs> say what you want about san diego i've said it before san diego is a minor league city san diego will always be a minor league city the people there don't care they care right now because they have good players on paper Okay. This year's team hasn't translated yet. Last year they were good. This year, not so much. You know, I, I'm cheering for San Diego. I sympathize with San Diego. My dad's a Padres fan. I have a lot of Padres fans friends. I grew up going to that stadium. So yeah, there's a soft spot in my heart for the Padres, of course. <clears throat> but I was wearing Angels Red on Monday happily because that's my squad. Live and die with the Angels. With that being said, nothing was more frustrating than us getting our candy asses clapped, getting absolutely hit from the back, getting our hair pulled in the worst way possible. And the fact that I had to sit there and listen to these Fairweather Padres fans go crazy. And I kept yelling like, oh, bring back. And I was named the most random ex-Padres. Clint Barmas, bring back Robert Fick and like, a couple of the people would like get who I said and they did kind of chuckle or they'd laugh and be like, Oh, I remember him. But like 80% of like the people I was naming, people wouldn't remember. Bring back Brian Buchanan. People are like, who's that? I was like, yeah, exactly. You're, you're not a real Padres fan. Okay. I'm not a real Padres fan and I know most of these guys. So yeah, I, that was, that's just my way of saying it was so frustrating to just be sitting there and listening to these fake fans. Ugh. Yeah, that is definitely, I would be aggravated. I can't, I can't. I think, I do, I do think other fan bases are annoying. Uh, Padres fan base being one of them because yes, they are a lot of bandwagon or recent fans and sometimes they're not even fans. Um, yeah. Dodgers fan you base. You still have a tag on your jersey, bro. <laughs> yeah, bags. Like, did you just buy that? It's still fresh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dodgers fan base, I will always have a special hatred for even though I'm dating one. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> that's another battle. Yeah, that's a whole other battle we got to go through. Um, Yankees fan base, I'm still not a fan of. Um, oh, so yeah, I think we just we have those certain fan bases. But anywho, going up the probable pitchers here, yeah, yeah, going into the uh, oh oh my god, I gotta hide underneath my table right now. I am so scared. This is awful. Can you hear it? <laughs> Can you hear the fireworks? No, not at all. Oh, thank God. <laughs> if you can, I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Um, yeah, so we have this two-game series against the Dodgers before the All-Star break. Um, do you have it pulled up? Yeah. So okay. game one on Friday, which is the day you guys are probably listening to this, Griffin Canning, 6-3, with a 4.29 ERA against Tony Gosselin, 4-3 with a 3.69 ERA. Okay? And then game two... Reed Detmers, who was two and five versus the classic TBD. That's sad. Do you well, do you think uh, Roberts pulls another uh, pulls another trick out of his hat and names the starter an hour before game time? Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> that's probably what we get cooked. Okay, I'll say this. Show me my Halo Hawks. I think we go one for one. Yeah, I think Griffin Canning pulls out a win. I, the, I don't think we're going to get swept again. If we get swept in the four-game series against the Dodgers, it's I will burn I will burn one of my Angels jerseys. Ooh. I will order a Phil Nevin jersey or an Arnie Moreno jersey, even better, and I'll burn it. How about that? 
Oh, mark my words. Mark my words. If we get swept, book it. All right. Well, I'm. Oh, I don't even have my broom out right now. But oh, swept. we're gonna get swept. Swept, and I don't know. Dodgers are on a hot one right now. I don't know if it's because they were playing the Pirates or what happened, but. Uh, JD Martinez got his shit together. Freeman's getting his shit together. So I don't, I just, I just don't have hope for this team. And part of it is the negativity talking, but yeah. it's not I, looking good. Yeah, I just, I don't really see it right now. So I think we will just continue this nice little losing streak we have right now and our curse. And we're just going to regroup after the All Star break. Well, we've lost what, 14 of our last 17? Is it something like that? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it's like 14 of our last 17 we've lost. Jesus Christ. Going back to that Dodgers series. <laughs> that was probably the worst thing we could have looked up right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're cooked. We, it's over. Yeah, we're cooked. I'm um, ready for the all-star break. I'm I'm, I'm ready. Who do you got winning the uh, home run derby? Do you know? Do you, uh, do you, know, do you know what the brackets are? Uh, I did look at the brackets. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, I think I am going for, honestly, I'm going for, uh, oh God. Wow. Okay, I have it. It's Luis Robert Jr. versus Adley Rutschman. Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. Mookie Betts versus Vlad Guerrero Jr. Adelise Garcia versus Randy Arozarena. That's my pick right there. That's my fucking dog, yo. Mexico, eh? Yeah. I, I do like Randy. I will honestly say I'm I'm picking Luis Robert Jr. I'm picking Luis Robert. I think okay. that I think okay. it'll be good. I think anybody but Mookie. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. sorry, not sorry. Mm-mm. I can't. I th- I think Mookie was just like like let me just do this for shits and giggles. They already pumped up his head by th- thinking he's a shortstop now. So yeah, I think that was he- wonderful. i think he's just doing this like oh yeah sure let me just add home run derby to to my list of whatever the fuck i could pick up a bat and say i'm good at this so um i think that one was a little bit of a fluke but that's all right um i would have loved to see acuna do it if i'm being completely honest yeah yeah, Um, that would have been fun um yeah i do enjoy watching acuna i think he's very passionate about the game i love watching him play um i kind of want to see tatis do it I mean, I know about his steroid allegations and all that, and you're getting caught, suspended, whatever, but he would have been fun to watch. <clears throat> oh, but it would have been fun, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm picking Chicago, uh, the Chicago kid. Um, okay, and then right. I guess last All Star game question AL or NL win, winning the All Star game? I think the AL wins like eight to two. The AL always wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking AL. I'm picking AL five to two. I think Otani hits a home run in the All-Star game, assuming he does get it. <laughs> yeah, he's our lone All-Star now, so. <laughs> hey, he's the kid's hot. I think Estevez might sneak his way in there now that some injuries are starting to happen. I, I think he might get it because he does deserve it. He does deserve it. Yes, that was probably the biggest snub, but I th- I think we, we should – I don't want to end on that because it does suck, but he was definitely one of the biggest snubs um, so far. Um, I do hope he sneaks his way in there because I think he was a very deserving closer. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, he, he what, has 20 saves with us already? 20 for so, 20, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've, that was definitely the biggest snub for me. Um, yeah, I hope he sneaks in there. But, yes, I have AL winning and – Winning? Yep. We'll see how it goes from there. But right now, our Angels boat is uh, sinking really fast. The last thing that I'm going to close this on, and I'm not going to turn this into a giant rant because it could, and I don't want to enable in this guy. Stephen A. Smith, if I see you in Anaheim or at the Big A, it's on site, bro. It is on site. I'm going to sucker punch you like a WWE wrestler coming out of nowhere with a chair and just getting you. All right. I it is on site, Courtney. I am not kidding. F that man. Everybody else in the world, if they said the stuff that he said, maybe not in this particular instance, would yeah. get fought, would be called racist. Remember what he said about Otani. Well, Otani can't be he doesn't speak English well. Yeah. That's racist. That is fucked up. If yeah. I said that, I'm getting canceled. I'm joining. Rocks in the outfield as no longer being a show. 
fuck. Um, yeah, no, again, not to rant, but yeah, Stephen A. Smith, um, I mean, stick to basketball since you claim you're an expert and even then you're still not an expert in that, but just stay in your lane, bro. Um, yeah, you're a Cowboys out. fan. I, I don't live that far away. If I see you around Arlington, bro, it's still on site. Oof. Oh yeah. So <laughs> catch these hands, bro. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> on that note, I think we can wrap this up um yeah i'm shit i don't even know anymore i would say give us a five-star review but we probably didn't earn that today so maybe this week you can skip the review uh you can still tell your friends about it you can even just be like hey like don't listen to that show except like the first 20 30 seconds because then we get a click anyway so that's fine with me (laughs) um follow us on all of our social media where we're surprisingly a lot more filtered um (laughs) sometimes look out for those Artie moreno sucks recall Artie shirts uh they are dropping very soon on behalf of all of us here at halos in the infield thank you guys so much and have a great rest of your evening or day whatever time it is (laughs) good night